guys, this is your host Faye and welcome back to the second episode of the Metalheads podcast. Um, just a quick thanks to everyone for the feedback from the first episode, it was really great. And um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MetalheadsPC if you don't already and my personal social media at DeathMetalMum. So yeah, like and share and retweet and all that good stuff and uh, yeah, let's get into it. So as you can see from the title, today's episode is focusing on romance and how that a scientific study has actually found that the personality type of metalheads makes us very good romantic partners. So my guest today, uh, a lot of you will recognise her, she is my fellow This Day in Metal content creator, it's Lindsay. Go follow her on Twitter and Instagram if you don't already. And uh, yeah, we sat down and had a chat, so let's see what she had to say. Thank you very much for joining me. Yes, thanks for having me on. It's appreciated. I'm excited. Yeah, very welcome. We have coffee. You have coffee, I assume, in that cup? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a, a face-sized cup of coffee. It's enormous. I have iced coffee, but my ice has melted, so now it's just cold coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. That doesn't sound very appetising at all. <laughs> I mean, it was. And then, you know, that thing where you make coffee warm or hot or cold, and then you leave it somewhere because you've got a thousand things to do, and then you come back. And now it's sort of like body temperature. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, but you drink it anyway, just out of stubbornness exactly. and, and principle. Yeah, I've made this, I'm drinking it. Yeah, exactly. I put my all into this, I will have it. Exactly, I deserve this. Mm. Warm, tepid coffee. <laughs> Lovely, yum. Yeah, so this is my second episode. And basically, I don't know if you, you've heard my first episode, right? I have, yes. Yeah. I did my work, yes. It was it was a laugh. It was great. Um so it'll be the same kind of format where we talk about, you know, what I've the, the to, today's topic. And then yeah. I'm also gonna play Gift or Curse with you. <laughs> and um yeah, and then we'll just talk about some albums briefly at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So first question. What mm-hmm. got you into metal? Um, that's that's like a three-part story. <laughs> I'll try and make it quick. Um, I suppose the first time I kind of got into that world was more the aesthetics, like the look, more mm. so than the music. Um, and I was about eight, maybe seven, eight years old, and I used to watch wrestling with my dad on a Saturday afternoon. Um, so like WWF at that time, and I remember seeing the Undertaker, yeah, coming, like coming up out like doing his entrance thing and just being totally taken aback by this dude. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but I want to be him when I grow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. Um, you know, just like the really dark, kind of creepy, gothic, I suppose, kind of look. And I was just like, I want to be that when I was older. Um, so that's kind of where it started from. Um, musically, I was around music. When I was younger, like my parents listened to Meatloaf, Europe, um, Elvis Presley, the Beatles, um, things like that. But I remember I must have been about 12 years old and we'd not long got Sky TV, like cable Mm -hmm. TV at that time. And I was on VH1 and it was Iron Maiden, Aces High, followed by Motorhead, Aces Spades, followed by Metallica, one. Yeah. Yeah, and I just went, wow. And then it just clicked in my head. I'm like, that look that I saw with The Undertaker like a few years ago has a sound and this is what the sound is and this is incredible. 
Um, and then it kind of just went downhill from there. So I just kind of branched off into different bands from there. But a lot of the credit for my music taste now goes to one of my high school friends, Laura. So if she's listening, hello, thank you. Um, so she got me into Slipknot, Korn, Ramstein, um, System of Down and things like that. And, and then it, it was just a domino effect from there, really. Yeah. I think they're, they're very common sort of gateway bands when you ask people like metalheads what, what got them into it because I was the same like Slipknot and Corn and, and Metallica and stuff um, and it just got more extreme and more extreme yeah and now I dance to technical death metal in my pajamas so yeah this is absolutely. yeah absolutely absolutely I mean the more theatrical for me the better because I'm quite a theatrical person I am um, so the likes of Slipknot and Septic Flesh and Demogorgier and Ghost and all of that, they're not everyone's cup of tea, uh, Behemoth, you know, things like that just are very aesthetically pleasing to me as well as the sound. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the more over the top, the better. And I'm, I'm all over it, all over it. Yeah, because we're both metalheads, but you're, you're more like you say, that sort of um, more about those very theatrical showy bands like Ramstein and Ghost, as you said. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're amazing. I mean, I bet their shows are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I want to see Nightwish because I like their music, but their shows look epic. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, seeing Nightwish live would be absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, I don't, for me personally, I don't know about anyone else, but, you know, each singer that they've had has matched the band at that time. Some have been stronger than others, but the route that the bands have had, the band has went down at that point. You know, the, the singer has suited yeah. the band. Um, but Fleur, the the vocalist now, she she's incredible. She has some set of lungs on her. Thing is, though, uh, I've watched, I've seen videos of her. She's off. She's like classically trained, and there's videos of her as like a young, oh, like seventeen, eighteen, and she's just mm-hmm. singing this like opera, amazing. And I just, I, it's just. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, the fact that somebody or some people have voices that strong with that amount of depth and it's it's inc- it's mind like you said mind blowing it's completely mm. insane and it's it's incredible um very jealous because I sound like a dead cat when I try to sing so <laughs> <laughs> you know what <laughs> the most important thing is that you enjoy it and that, and for people who can't sing that they know they can't sing there's nothing worse than people who can't sing but they think they can oh yeah that's awful <laughs> That is awful. Um, I know I can't sing, but I do get to that very, very drunk point where, am I allowed to swear, by the way? I should have Absolutely. asked. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I get to that very, very drunk point where I just go, fuck it. And, yeah. then, just, and then just subject everybody to absolute nonsense. So if, if you're ever in the vicinity when I'm that drunk, I apologise. If I'm ever in the vicinity of you that drunk and you say fuck it and start singing, I'm filming that. And I promise you <laughs> that is happening. <laughs> Luckily, there's no evidence so far, but yeah, okay. Incineration <laughs> Fest next year. It's happening. I will personally get you to that level of drunkness and film you and put it on the internet. To be fair, it's not going to take that much these days. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I reckon I, I hit that sort of three or four drinks, and that's mm-hmm. where I get to that stage. Like, I don't like getting pissed drunk, but that's not fun. Um, I'm too old for that. But yeah. it's um, three or four drinks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or drink more. It depends. It depends on what I'm drinking. If I yeah. stay on one particular kind of drink, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
when I start mixing, that's it. That's game over. Um, and and I'm everybody else's problem at that point. <laughs> See, my problem is um, I'll have like my wine or my rum and coke or whatever it is, just two or three of those. And then someone goes shots and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then <laughs> this is going downhill, but why not? Yeah, I mean, I've got some mad, mad stories of my drunken times, but I think we'll save those for another day. But yes, um, four drinks limit, and then I'll either get super sleepy or it will just go downhill. So yeah, that's that's my limit. Yeah, my arch enemy is is tequila. Same. Um, um, people, my friends will know. So well, I think I've told you. I I tweeted about it the other day about what happens when I drink tequila. Yeah. Not happening again ever. No. No, no. I every single time I've had tequila, I have not rem- remembered the night, and it's from the moment the tequila passes my lips, and I'm just gone. I'm out. I'm a completely different person, and I wake up the following day feeling like an absolute bog troll, not having any memory of what happened the night before, having the absolute fear. Oh no, it's horrible. So I just don't. I just no, can't. no I, I don't either. I've grown out of that now. It's just. That was my, those are my student days. They're yeah, long gone, so that's fine. <laughs> right, I guess we better get into uh, what our topic is today. So today's yeah. topic is, I'm going to say, metalhead romance. Okay. Call it that. So yeah. um, I found an article, basically, I'm a nerd. I'm a psychology nerd. You're a psychology nerd too. And I found an article where they had done a study where they found that um, people who listen to metal or extreme music, I think they said, so rock, metal, are least likely to cheat on their partners out of all the other sort of musical genre fans. Um, and I thought that was quite interesting. Um, I mean, I haven't had that in my personal experience, but that's just one person. <laughs> so he doesn't count. But I think in general, I just thought that was a very interesting idea. And I, I sent you the article, didn't I? Yes, you did. And mm-hmm. I had a good read over that. Yep. Yeah. What did you think? Um, Overall, I would have to agree. Um, personal experiences, not so much either. <laughs> We're just unlucky. It doesn't count. It's fine. Exactly. It's two people. It doesn't count, you know. Um, but no, overall, I, I would have to agree. I think, I think it comes down to personality type. And I'm going to try and keep this as relevant as possible and not go off on a tangent here, okay? Um but I think in order to get into metal, I think you have to have a very particular personality type. Mm. Um, and I think the article did talk about it. And a lot of the people that carried out the survey for the article scored highly um, against two different of the five big personality traits. And the two mm-hmm. were openness and passion. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just looking at a, a very openness kind of point of view, you have to be quite an open person. Yeah, like yeah. metal um you know on the face face of it you know even the you know the band's names and the artwork they can be a bit questionable sometimes the imagery the lyrics and things like that and it can and it does sound very very harsh and yeah. um, so I think if you're a very closed off person you're just not going to tolerate that at all yeah um whereas I think if you're if you have more of an open personality you, you know you're going to be able to see the harshness and and the, the grotesque for the beauty that it actually is mm. I think, um, yeah you're absolutely right and I think they also mentioned I think what I read was that because as metalheads typically 
we've been looked at as very sort of like outsiders because it is yeah. a sort of like you say it's a very it can be quite aggressive and harsh in the artwork and stuff it's quite it is extreme but I think once you've been tolerate once you can tolerate having people call you what all these names and treat you like you're some kind of freak sometimes mm-hmm. um that I think you're more willing then to give other things a chance that maybe on face value are quite odd or extreme yeah. so I think that like you said that open-mindedness towards um the unusual um yeah really I think that really helps yeah yeah absolutely absolutely I mean if you if you look at bands such as you know Vomit Forth or um septic flesh even you know the, these kind these kind of band names they're like oh god what the hell is that kind of thing um so people who see this like on face value whether it's in an article or if you see the album artwork even um if you don't have an open kind of personality or even a curiosity mm-hmm. um they're not going to tolerate that um and even just spending a couple of minutes just delving into that is enough to appreciate it for what it is um as for passion, I think metal is probably the most passionate music genre there is, personally speaking, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, if you go into the likes of the amount of effort that goes into it, because everybody knows that you don't start up a metal band for the money because there's fuck all money in it, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so it's the passion for the music and the lyrics, the, the tone, the pace, the meaning, mm-hmm. Um, everything down to producing, recording, writing, mixing. And that's before you even get to the fan side of things because the fans replicate the passion that comes from the band. It's, it's a very passionate thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I do overall believe that metalheads are probably one of the, the most romantic kind of people because of the music that they listen to is so open and so passionate that's yeah. going to translate into everyday life and relationships too exactly it, on paper it translates to a very good romantic partner in that way and even mm-hmm. like metal song lyrics I mean there are some metal bands that they they don't take themselves seriously and they write about stupid shit but that's, yeah. that is what it is but mostly the if you read the lyrics in metal songs they're just incredibly written it's like poetry yeah but brutal and that's what I love yeah and exactly. to be that passionate like you said it, it it translates well normally into um a romantic partner yeah yeah absolutely I mean I think metalheads do tend to gravitate towards each other as well. So if you if you meet somebody new and you find out that they like similar music to you, you do tend to gravitate towards them and you know try and make, you know whether that's a friendship like a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship, you do tend to gravitate towards these people. Yeah. Um, and I think there's like an understanding there as well. So. Uh, as a metalhead, I know that somebody else who also appreciates metal is going to understand me on a certain level, whereas somebody else who's into R&B or hip hop or something else, I don't know, isn't going to, you know, really understand a lot about me at the same time, you know, so I just think it translates really well. It does, and it goes back to what I said, like, we've grown up being outsiders and being mocked in some way for all the music we like and for listening to oh we can't understand what they say how can you even listen to that you know we've all heard that a thousand times um and I think as soon as you find someone else who a understands that music and b like you said sort of like they have this sort of automatic bond with you 
I think yeah. you're going to hold on to that, which makes you a really good loyal partner because you don't want to, but intrinsically you don't want to fuck it up. You know, you yeah. found someone who gets you on this whole different level. And, yeah. um, unless you're a massive asshole, uh, <laughs> then you're going to hold on to that and do your best to be a good partner. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think for me, music is a huge indicator into the kind of person that you are. It is. Um, you know, music is like the cent- metal is like the, the central point of my life kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, and everything kind of feeds into that and bleeds into each other and things like that. So um, I can tell a lot from a person with regards to the kind of you know music that they like to listen to. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person if they don't listen to metal. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but I do think that there is a certain openness and passion that metalheads have in particular compared to any other kind of fans of um, other music genres. Absolutely. And <clears throat> what I thought was interesting, in the same article, they said that people who listen to jazz are most likely <laughs> to be unfaithful partners. And I was, I was just thinking, hmm, I don't, I, don't, I don't know anyone who only listens to jazz, but if I do. Do you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I would have to agree with the article. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But that, again, that's just that's just one that's just one person. Um, yeah. You know, the the if if based based on that one person that I know, I would say that the stereotype is correct. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know someone who listens to a lot of different music, including jazz, but not only jazz, and that also mm-hmm. fits them quite well. That what the study found, but again, they don't. They also listen to metal. So, but but yeah, I don't know what is it about jazz music. Maybe it's the fact like. I don't know. Is it like it's, it's sort of inconsistent, isn't it? Yeah, like, I mean, a bit all until, over. Yeah, so, I mean, until you sent me the article, I I'd, I would never have thought, um, yeah. you know, jazz. If if you if you or somebody else had come up to me and said, right, out of all the different kind of you know music fans genres and things like that, who do you think is most likely to cheat or not be romantic in a relationship? Blah blah blah. And I would never have thought jazz. I would have. I probably. I would have probably been quite unfair and said something like hip-hop or rave or something like that you know mm-hmm. um I, I never would have thought jazz um but now that it's been brought to my attention I'm like maybe <laughs> yeah, because it's also it's quite sexy music some of it anyway some of it's just like mental in my yeah. opinion but I like jazz but it is quite um there's that sort of culture around it that it is quite sexy right so I don't know I just thought it was really interesting because I, yeah. like you, I would have thought maybe hip-hop, because when you look at the lyrics and hip-hop songs, they're some of the stuff they talk about, you know, it's it's quite... I, mean, I know it's only lyrics, people don't have to do what they sing about, but it's... Um, I would have picked hip-hop or R&B or something like that, I think. Absolutely. I mean, I've got a couple of friends who like to listen to, you know, hip-hop and R&B and rap and things like that. And and I know it's art like metal is and things like mm. that, but some of the lyrics, just, I don't get it. Mm. <laughs> I just don't understand, you know. And, you know, songs about openly cheating on your partner or causing them harm in some way and things yeah. like that. It's, it's just, why? I don't yeah. get it. I don't either. I mean, it's not my cup of tea, but that's, you know, metal isn't everyone's cup of tea. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just, I thought it was, yeah, but jazz, I don't know. 
know, and it's a shame because there is there's a pretty cool um piano jazz bar in Edinburgh, not mm. far from from where I live. Um, and you know, it's a it's a really cool atmosphere. It's a really cool place to go and have a drink, and you meet loads of really interesting people and things like that. I'm not going to be able to look at that place the same way again after reading that article. <laughs> Every time you go in there, just be be aware, be on your back. I know. I know I'm going to have to. I'll just be sitting there in the corner judging everybody, going, "I'm on to you." Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> I know what you're thinking over there. Don't. Yeah. Your wife's at home. She thinks you're at your friend's house. We know what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Also, in the article, they said that metalheads have have the least and the fewest sexual partners on average throughout their lifetime. Yeah, I can believe it actually, because again, I think I think it I think it comes down to that openness that we spoke about again and the passion mm-hmm. that we spoke about again. Because I, I think you know when you listen to metal, you're making a connection to the song, you're making a connection to the band. Um, so it, it goes to say that you would make a connection with a person who would also like that kind of music as well. And you wouldn't want to do anything yeah. that would sever that connection. Um, so to say the metalheads have the least amount of sexual partners, I can yeah. believe it. Yeah, I can believe it. Because, you know, when we find we, when we find one of us that we're also attracted to, never mind just liking the music, yeah. you know, you, you tend to not let them go. That's right, like... <laughs> hold on to that person exactly exactly <laughs> hold on to them for as long as humanely possible because it's going to take me ages to find another one exactly. if I'll ever find another one um so yeah I can believe that yeah yeah me too like oh my god you're a metalhead you have a beard oh my god I'm holding <laughs> on I don't care you're mine <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you I would settle for bald now to be honest so yeah. as long as they listen to metal I'm quite happy yeah <laughs> I mean, beard is quite high up on my priority list, which my boyfriend will be happy to hear because he's got that's, that. but that's, yeah. that's that's handy to know. <laughs> that's as shallow as I get. I just like to point out <laughs> everything else. Yeah. I don't care. You can be, you can like a troll. I don't care as long as you have a beard. <laughs> yeah, I I am not actually that shallow as li- as no. long as you listen to music and you make me laugh. We're good. Exactly. So. Just don't be a cunt. That is yeah. like just don't be a cunt. It's all. Yeah. Listen to metal, yep. make me laugh, don't be an asshole. That's it. The criteria is quite low. Exactly. Men are like, oh, women are so complicated. No, no, no. No, no. no. I might ask you to feed me on occasion, but that's about it. Make me sandwich now and again. I'm good. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Bring me snacks. Exactly. <laughs> I'm reading this article again. They point out that, because metal music, it's quite often like you think of a band like Slayer their lyrics are quite anti-authority and like about war and stuff and it's quite rebellious in a way and so is cheating on a partner it's sort of breaking those social rules so it doesn't the the findings in that study they said it doesn't really fit with that kind of um, reputation that metal music has but it makes sense like we talked about with being so open and you know having that bond with someone so I think it's very interesting I think it depends on how you look at it really um I was thinking I was just thinking this to myself last night when I was going over the article and stuff I mean what what you're saying is right you know being faithful to your partner goes against the stereotypical you know anti-authoritarian um kind of you know image that metalheads have but if you look at it from the point of view that romance isn't uh you know a 
a social construct. It's it's not something that's built by society. Maybe, maybe it was 70 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. and romance and courting and things like that were, were quite a, a society-based thing back in the day, but not so much now. And it's a very personal thing between the partners involved, not like the wider community. Yeah. So... I think the fact that it's not a society based thing anymore, like it used to back in like 70 years ago or, or longer, um, it is still quite anti-authoritarian because you have that many different kinds of romances now. You know, you've got your monogamous relationships, you've got your uh, polyamorous um, relationships, you've situationships, marriages, um, you know, choosing to stay single or or just date around and things like that. You know, there's there's no structure to it anymore. There's no govern set of rules and things yeah. like that and it's very personal between the parties involved so um yes it is going against the stereotype of you know the anti-authoritarian metalhead not wanting to cheat on their partner but at the same time it kind of goes against what other people or, or what society thinks that romance should be like yeah. when it's just the two involved and um, if that makes sense I don't know I just kind of went off on a tangent there <laughs> it does make sense it does I think you're right yeah, I just I read this article and I was like, oh, it just it raised questions in my head, and I was like, oh, I need to do something about this. I need to talk to someone about this. Who else is a psychology <laughs> nerd and a metalhead and a woman? Oh. Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely I don't have because the metal community is a bit of a sausage fest. Yeah, I don't have many female metalhead. I have female friends, but they're not metalheads. Same. Yeah. Like, um you are the only woman I know who likes metal on a level that I do. And I'll be friends. <laughs> be your friend. I'm the same. I am. Um, I, I do have friends that like certain kinds of metal. Um, and, you know, I've got friends that like rock. I've got friends that like, you know, Steve Vai and, um, Guns and Roses and things like that. Female friends, I'm talking about specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, Breaking Benjamin, Ramstein, um, you know, but, but you know, bands like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to more extreme metal, like you and I, like, not so much. <laughs> no, not I, so much. I, I have, yeah, my one of my friends. She likes. She'll listen to Metallica. Like yeah. that's fine. That's like her limit, though. And mm-hmm. and and. The last time I was with her, I put two mold on, um, and I didn't go down so well. <laughs> what is metal? Metallic is metal. It's you know, I don't know. Okay, you can't really compare those two, but <laughs> exactly. Well, it's still, still though, it's in the it's under the the same massive umbrella though. Um, I remember being at a house party a number of years ago now, um, and I was the only metalhead there, and my friend whose house it was knew that. And I was persevering, as we all, we so often do when we're at parties and stuff like that, with the music, if they want to call it that. And mm-hmm. I was persevering with it. It was fine. I was being sociable. I was being friendly. Um, and then my friend said, how about you put something that you like on? And I, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> going to like the music that I listen to. No, no, no. Come on. Show us something. Show us something. So I was like, right, OK, I'll tell you what. I'll put on something that's really quite tame. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't even metal. It was Gary Newman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Gary Newman. I'm a big Newmanoid. Um, and it was um, one of his newer tracks at the time that I put on. And within about 10 seconds, somebody else switched it off and said it was too heavy. And I was like, dude, if you think that's too heavy, you've seen 
nothing yet. Ah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing yet. Um, I know, I know. And I was like, well, I was surrounded by people that, and I'm not bashing them at all. It's just not my taste. But I was listening to a lot of Ed Sheeran and Alanis Morissette and Calvin Harris. And those are the only three names that I can remember. Um, So I thought Gary Newman would be okay. It's Mm -hmm. not that heavy. It's quite funky. You know, everyone, you know, everyone knows who Gary Newman is, thanks to Cars. Um, But Sadly, no. It was too heavy still. So uh, the, the moral of that story is I, I'm not allowed the ox cable at parties anymore, thanks to Gary Newman. So. That's just rude. <laughs> it's rude. I'll tell you what, I'll have a party and you can be the DJ. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Just, I have one condition. Okay. You'll hate me. No ghost. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's, that's okay. You see, when it comes to ghosts, right, I, I love them, as you know. Um, <laughs> They're not everyone's cup of tea, and I get that. You know, they are very hit and miss. Um, and that, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other debate for another day. Um, but I appreciate the fact that they're not everybody's cup of tea. Um, so if if that's the one rule at your party, then that's absolutely fine. I, I can adhere to that. I respect them for what they do. They have a big following, and their shows look very, like, theatrical, like you said, and dramatic. And they're good musicians. It's not like it just doesn't float my boat. Yeah, that's fair. And that, you know, that's fair enough. Yeah. I'm not a gatekeeper, you know, everyone can like what they like and yeah. dislike what they dislike. You know, it doesn't change my life in any way, shape or form. Exactly. You know, so. And as adults, we should be able to say, okay, I don't agree with that, but let's still be friends. Exactly. Let's not exactly. insult each other on the internet, like 14 year olds. I know, exactly. <laughs> it's like, get over yourself, you know, if you don't like something, just scroll on by or don't listen to yeah. it, you know, you don't have like, to partake in the conversation. Grow up and go away <laughs> <laughs> that's a very polite way of saying fuck off but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do try to be polite but then I remember this is not one of my this day in metal interviews and I can actually sweat yeah <laughs> so what we've learned is that if you're dating and someone says they like jazz red flag yeah run away run away run for the hills run for your lives um no <laughs> just a big fat no absolutely not <laughs> And to be honest with you, I don't think I would be able to deal with regular jazz anyway. Like the occasional night out to the piano jazz bar, that's fine. But mm-hmm. all day, every day, absolutely not. That's like torture to my brain. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah, just couldn't do it. No way. No. So now I want to play a game with you. And I played yeah. it with the Bangers guys in my last episode. Uh-huh. Gift or curse? I'm in trouble. <laughs> there may be one on there. That was also on there for the bangers, guys. Oh, that doesn't narrow it down at all. Not at all. <laughs> because I would like a female opinion to back my opinion up, which so I'm hoping that yours matches mine. <laughs> you know something? I am under so much pressure now. My brain does not work well under pressure. <laughs> right, okay, fine. So basically, okay. basically, for people that didn't hear last episode, gift or curse, I'm going to name five things, just things that exist in our world. And you have to give your opinion on whether that thing is a gift to the world or a curse upon the world and give like your opinion about that. So we'll start you off easily. Mm-hmm. Houseplants. Houseplants? Yeah. Um, curse. <laughs> <laughs> I could not agree with you more. Well, yeah, just because I kill them. It's not the plants yeah. themselves. It's the fact that it's my inability to look after them properly. 
Yeah, same. Um, I am a, a very forgetful person um, and I am quite scatterbrained sometimes and I get very, very easily distracted. So houseplants are lucky to last four days with me and then I'll remember to water them when they're already dead and there's nothing I can do about it. But because, I, because I'm so stubborn, I'll do it anyway in the hopes that they'll suddenly spring to life when they're already dead. Yeah. And I'll be belligerent about it for the following week before I give up and throw them away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same, like, with the forgetfulness, because I've got so much to do in my life and I'm focusing on, well, keeping my children alive, which I prioritise over houseplants, which is, exactly. you know, um, and myself, obviously. So yeah. <clears throat> houseplants, they just don't, they don't, don't survive. No, they, they really don't. Um, if somebody would like to buy me a fake houseplant, then I'm all for that because I don't have to look after it. I um, have them. I have fake houseplants everywhere because it looks, yeah. I like the aesthetic of them. I'm just shit at keeping them alive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just can't do it. Um, no. It's like I, I'm not really, I like flowers and I think it's very nice receiving flowers, but I don't get mad when I don't get them because I don't keep them alive anyway, so it's a waste. <laughs> <laughs> These are going to die, but thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so curse. <clears throat> yes. Um, second one, true crime documentaries. Blessing, sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of on the fence with that. Sometimes mm -hmm. I have to be in the mood for it. Um, there's, a, there's a YouTube channel in particular that I, that I follow called... Um, that chapter and it's an Irish dude that runs it and he does like 20 minute half hour long videos of crew crime events that happened um throughout throughout the years and stuff and that's a short enough time period for me to focus on mm -hmm. um anything longer than that and I tend to zone out and then just get distracted by other things and stuff but I have to be in the mood for it I, I find them fascinating in a morbid kind of way yeah um and they utterly terrify me as well um, I could live without, you know, if they were there, I would watch them. If they got taken away tomorrow, I wouldn't miss them. So I'm kind of on the fence with that. Yeah, <clears throat> that's fair enough. I think I'd agree with that. I enjoy them, like especially like the Netflix ones. That, like, they have got a proper budget behind them, so they make them really well. But that just yeah. makes them even scarier <laughs> in some ways. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like recently I watched The Tinder Swindler. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah. Really a true crime thing, but it's like the last one that I watched. Mm -hmm. And... Um, that that boggled my mind. That that really did boggle my mind completely. There's a couple of new ones that have come up on Netflix as well that I kind of want to watch as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think true crime stuff is like a, a blessed curse for me. I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah, there's a new one about a kid and I anything with kids in it and true crime, I'm not watching that. Oh no, I can't watch it. No, I mean, I've got two young kids myself, as you know, um, yeah. and anything involving kids, I just can't do it. Like, I can't watch horror movies anymore. I used to be a huge horror movie fan. Me too. Um, but as soon as my kids came along, I just, no, I can't do it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the same. I've also got two little ones. And, and just stuff that I could watch, like, five years ago, I can't watch anymore with kids yeah. in it. Like, back then, I'd be like, oh, that's creepy. Now I'm just like, oh, it makes me cry. <laughs> no, exactly. It's just the worst. I don't know. Okay, I get that one. So the third one, as a fellow boob owner, Brass. Gift or curse? Brass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um I, I would say that they're 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 a gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like my brass. Yeah. 
they're I mean, pretty. They hold the girls in. Um, they do. And after having two children, there needs to be some kind of like damn like control. Yeah, I mean, I'm just little, so I'm okay there. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I do still need something to hold them in. So yeah, no, I would say they're a gift. They're pretty to look at. They're they have function. Um, yeah. I mean, taking it off at the end of a long day is the best feeling. It is, yeah. Men won't get that, but it is. It really is. But yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. (laughs) Why are you laughing? It's making me nervous. I'm like, oh no, what's happening? (laughs) I have two left. I'm going to save the one one from last episode for last. Mm. Number four, pound shops, 99p stores, pound stores. Yeah. Gift or curse. I would say they're a gift. Um, that's where I get like my toiletries from, deodorant, shower gels, shampoos, conditioners, um, mm-hmm. batteries for the kids' toys because I go through them at an alarming rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, little snacky things. So yeah, I would yeah I would say they're a gift. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that my town my my town centre has about six of them is a bit overkill <laughs> like really there's no need to have one like every third shop or whatever that is very um, much supporting the scottish stereotype it is and <laughs> do you know something right and in, in my in my town that's literally all there is there's nothing else left it's pound shops vape shops and coffee shops i'm cool with the coffee shops mm-hmm. um but it seems to be a bit extreme to have so many pound shops in the one place because you all sell the same shit yeah there's no competition here you know (laughs) it's like what are you going to do a special deal or something it's a pound shop yeah no i don't get that i don't get it but no i would say it's a gift yeah yeah i agree so the last one last Uh my last episode i asked the bangers guys um if flavored condoms were or a curse and they were very adamant that they were a gift (laughs) i said you're all fucking stupid they're a curse i remember i remember pissing myself laughing at this bit and listening to a little debate that was going on and talking yeah. about the different flavors and stuff like my, that my, their reasoning just the male reasoning I was listening to it and watching them just genuinely discussing it and I was just thinking how how have you come to that that it's a gift I don't understand I know um my mum's probably going to be listening to this so apologies mum um I would say it's a curse. Absolutely, 100%. They should be boxed up into a metal box and yeeted into fucking orbit because I... they are the most horrific things ever. They're horrific. Thank you. And I hope the bangers guys are listening to this because I'm going to say, ha, I told you. Yep. I, I'm going to be holding Daz personally responsible for this heinous crime of flavoured condoms just because I can. Yeah. Um, they are horrific. Absolutely not. And it doesn't matter how much you jazz it up. It doesn't matter if you can think of like the most amazing flavor in the world, because guaranteed it's not going to taste like that no. at all. No plastic crap. Absolutely not. No, get rid of them. Thank you. I'm very glad that you said that. I could not. <laughs> I was actually. And anyone who is into them, I'm just putting it out there right now, anyone who is into them is a massive red flag. I'm sorry. I <laughs> could, yes, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> something wrong if you think that's a good idea because it is absolutely not. I would much rather see a glow-in-the-dark one 
Oh yeah, like a giant lightsaber or that something. Would be a small lightsaber because you know it's be inclusive. Um, but <laughs> not sizes here. We don't care. It's how you use it. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, mum. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay's mum. <laughs> um, I'd rather see a glow in the dark one because that would be fun. You know, that'd be cool. That that would wow. be that would be an, an interesting story. But flavored, absolutely not. That's horrific. No, it no. is horrific. Horrific is a good word. So. Yeah. If you go, if you're dating and you go back to a guy's house and he listens to jazz and has flavored condoms, uh, yeah, um, I'm either going to run or I'm not going to survive. Um, yeah. So just send out a search party because it's went very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm either running or he won't survive because I'm not tolerating either of those things. No, no. Listen, I, I will climb out a third-story window if I have to. I've done that before, yeah. so I'm, with you. <laughs> I'm out of there. Absolutely not. No way. Excellent. I'm, I'm so glad you agree with me on that. If you'd been like, oh, I love them, I'd have been like, awkward. No, no. Ugh. Oh, it's nightmare fuel, honestly. It is, it really so guys, mm. just just know. Just know. No, just don't even think about it. If, you, if you're in the shop, a store, grocery store or whatever, and you see them, don't even think about it. Just walk on by. Just yeah. walk on by because, no. Oh, man, they could be fun. No, they're not. No, they're, they're not. not. Um, it's a bad idea absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so just to round up the episode um just quickly talk about some of your favorite albums from june um and so far of this month of july but we're only sort of halfway through oh. see this is where my brain betrays me right because if somebody asks me a question like what's your favorite album of this month or you know what's your favorite track right now my brain goes I've never listened to any music before in my life I don't know what music is I don't know (laughs) I'm the same I I have notes in front of me this is the only reason because there's just so much that we especially us when we have to do reviews and stuff there's so much we have to go through yeah I write I physically write it down otherwise my brain goes the way my brain operates is as soon as somebody asks me what's your favorite food what's your favorite color what's your favorite movie my brain goes I don't know what that means yeah. <laughs> I've never watched a movie before in my life what are you talking about yeah I'm, not, I'm, I'm the same with films because yeah. I'm not really a film person like I can sit and watch mm-hmm. a film but a I'd never have time to sit and watch something for an hour and a half straight it just doesn't yeah. happen in my life and secondly it's very rare that a film like really grabs me and I think wow that's yeah. when I remember it. But otherwise, yeah. I'm like, have I seen that? I don't know. It was all right, yeah. I guess. Exactly, exactly. Um, one of the albums from July that I've really liked so far is, um, and I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I'm betraying my Scottish roots here because I know I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, um, but it was Thor, um, that atmospheric Scottish black yeah. metal album that was released. Um, you did a review on that, didn't you? I did, I did, I did do a review on that. Um, and again, it's very theatrical, very, very atmospheric and stuff like that, you know, and I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, so stuff like that. Um, I was going to say Septic Flesh, but that was from me. <laughs> that is also a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Sore. Sour, sour, sour. I don't know. My, my my fellow Scottish friends can pick me up on the butchering of the pronunciation of is that. It spelled S O A R. S A O R. S A O R. Okay. Then I'm not even going to try because I don't want to yes. offend your people. 
I know. Well, it's all right, because I've offended them myself, and it's even worse coming from me. But I'm English, and Scottish people and English people, we tend not to like each other in history. There is a bit of history there. Yeah, from a long, long-ass time ago now. And some uh, people that still carry that history on, like people in my dad's generation who still hate the French for some unknown reason. Yeah, I know. Um, just that's it's that's just silly. You know, everyone should just be friends with everyone, regardless of where they're from. As long as they're a good person, it doesn't matter what the heritage is. Um, history was a long, long time ago. You know, mm. so. Um, but yeah, let's go sour. Oh, <laughs> we'll say that S A O R for people wanting to try and pronounce it. Yep. Um, and I will prepare myself for for the the angry mob with the torches at my front door for the butchering of that pronunciation yeah. of, of my people. So it's Lindsay's fault. Don't attack me, attacker. Yeah, come come at me. It's fine. <laughs> I deserve everything I get. See, on my list, I've got the Paganizer album from last mm-hmm. month. Just the artwork alone was wow. Yeah. Um, I have Chaosian, the Danish death metal album yeah. which like blew my mind yeah and then um exocrine the technical death metal which oh, I yeah. have a review of by the way just saying um <laughs> i love that it's a great album and then the white ward album that everyone's been like jeersing over on twitter <laughs> yeah I, I i saw the cover and i was like what genre of music is that because the cover mm. is just a picture of like a little house in a field yeah and it gave me no visual clue and I was like right I need to listen to that mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people on there that I know and respect their musical opinions and they were like wetting themselves like, oh I've got to check this out and it is yeah so different it is different that's one that I came to very late I didn't start really listening into that until like last week and um, because mm-hmm. I saw the hype mm-hmm. on metal twitter um about it and I I, I bypassed it so I was like it's not really standing out to me so whatever yeah. but you know I saw more and more people hyping it up um and I was like right I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see what mm. this what this is all about and wow yeah blew me away absolutely blew me away um absolutely. the atrophic as well yeah um that that EP from from this month so far that that was that that really got me as well mm-hmm. um I don't normally review EPs, not because I don't like EPs, because I, lo- I love EPs, um, but I prefer doing, you know, LPs just so I can delve into it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but that one, that one blew me away completely. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, nah, I have to do a review on it. Um, so, yeah, there, there's been there's been quite a lot. And um, the new Creator album from last month, actually, mm-hmm. um really, really liked that. I was quite late to the game when it came to Creator. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a... I'm quite fussy when it comes to thrash metal um, and there's only been like an, an album here or there um, with Creator that I've, I've, I've really liked. Mm. But the new one, um, yeah, from beginning to end, loved every single track. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, I've listened to it a lot because um, my boyfriend, he's big into thrash metal and mm. um, I sent him that and he and when we're driving in his car that's what we listen to because he yeah so I've heard it a lot and it is really good yeah the bleach from the album as well actually from last month was really Mm -hmm. good too see it's all coming back to me now (laughs) this year is just insane for music and then you look what's coming up in September that month's going to be mental yeah I don't know I don't know what we're going to do that month (laughs) I'm going to cry and try and figure out a way to make more hours in the day (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's always the same, I've found. You know, the latter part of the year is when, like, a lot of the big albums and really good albums, they're all really good, but they seem to condense it all into the latter part of the year to the mm. point where nobody can control the situation. I um, am personally looking forward to the end of year list, but at the same time, it utterly terrifies me. Yeah. Because, well, I've already got 35 albums on my list so far. We're only in July, so... Yeah. I have 38 on my top 20 list, and it's July. <laughs> this, yeah. This, um, yeah, I know exactly. And I've, I've been planning my podcast end of year episode. I'm going to do like an album of the year episode. Mm-hmm. And the guest I've got on is going to be amazing. So I'm not going to say more, but it will be amazing. But yeah, yeah and I was just thinking to myself, I've got 38. And it's July, and I genuinely love them all, but yeah. I, like, I can't. And there's going to be more. The new Revocation album is going to go on there. I might as well just oh, go on there now because that's that, gonna, that's going to blow people's buttholes out. That's going to be amazing. So that's already high up on my top ten. I can already tell. Yeah, and it's um, not even out yet. That, that one single they've released just yeah. just put it on there straight away. Yeah, definitely. I mean, last year, um, you know, we did the live stream for our top 10 on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but because there's more of you now, I don't yeah. know what we're going to do. Um, I, I, I'm i taking inspiration from the Bangers and Mosh guys doing like a top 40 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably do like a little thing for like my, my top 30 first. And then, you know, I don't know if we're going to do like a group thing uh, for the same metal for our top 10 again or whatever. I don't know. But yeah. th- there is absolutely no way I can whittle it down. I mean, no. if, I, if I even managed to get it to 40, uh, <laughs> it's not looking good so far. No, I'm, I'm regretting <clears throat> setting myself a limit of 20, to be honest. Yeah, I see. I tried, but then I just kept adding to it, and I went, mm, "No, this is not going to be a thing." Um, yeah. and, and now I'm, I'm quickly approaching forty, so I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no!" <laughs> oh shit! And yeah, I like, I like the way the bangers guys do it with their tier system, like bronze, mm-hmm. silver, gold, platinum. Um, I love those episodes they make. Um, yeah. So yeah, I might consider that, but no, nah, why not? Why not stress myself? exactly you know because you've got nothing else going on why not and i'm not the busiest person ever it's fine we'll just add some extra stress <laughs> right well um i think i'll wrap up there perfect well thank yeah. you very much for having me on very welcome and the lessons we've learned don't date jazz people that own flavor condoms that is the moral of this episode exactly You're very welcome society yeah there you go there's there's the secret to to dating a good woman yeah. <laughs> do those things <laughs> I'm an expert in romance as a divorced person <laughs> so take my advice <laughs> yeah I'm saying nothing <laughs> yeah thank you very much for joining me and um, no problem it's been I fun have a good day yeah you too thank you very much yes